0: Hi guys, welcome to the I guess we can call it the final episode of the Chelsea Weekly Rumble for this season uh, I mean obviously we'll be doing some episodes for the Euros also but I mean for the Chelsea regular season for the regular football season uh, and uh, obviously I have Abhay with me uh, uh, everyone welcome Abhay
1: Hello everyone nice to be back
0: okay so 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 we have discussed a long time about this. We have waited for a long time for this. It's been nine years since we last uh, went to the Champions League final and um, I, and I, I, we didn't have any podcasts back then. we didn't have any access to you know lot of access to Twitter back then but uh, I mean I mean uh, this is massive I mean yeah uh, we uh, honestly, if you talk to me about the Chelsea season, I would rate us not more than 7 out of 10 because of the way it went. And uh, for the final day also, we barely made the top four. And uh, we were held by Tottenham Hotspurs of all clubs. You know, that was ridiculous in my opinion. Um, uh, all, all, Obviously, we had a sacking of manager, you know, and uh, not any manager, you know, the club legend and a very beloved person at the club, Frank Lampard, got sacked, which was sad. Uh, since then, Thomas Tokalev has come over, and he has done a. I mean, I keep saying it, but I don't think we can understate a job that he has done. Because in my opinion, this team yet. Uh, I mean, it's a very good. I mean, in my opinion, it's a very good t- uh, team in the build, and I'm really happy that you know we are going so. Uh, you know, already so well with the rebuild job, but I think it's still some characters, uh, some pieces left, uh, and some building left to do for this to become a complete team. Uh, we are raising a team who is very, which is very complete, which should have reached the semi, uh, should have reached more Champions League finals. And, uh, uh, I mean, this is the first Champions League final that, uh, city has Manchester City has reached and obviously Pep Guardiola has reached with Manchester City. And this is the first, uh, semi, uh, final, which Pep Guardiola has reached after, you know, his days at Barcelona, which is quite a surprise in my opinion, has a great record in the finals. Uh. Thomas Tuchel lost a final just last season but that was a great Bayern Munich side so we can't really, you know, pinpoint anything. Uh, but, but I mean, uh, we, ha- we have done well. We have done very, uh, Chelsea has done very well. You know, the players have done very well. Obviously, there's been a lot of ifs and buts in our season. A lot of chances getting missed which has seen us uh, maybe not uh, do as well as we would have wanted to. But overall, since Tuchel has come, the result, results have been positive and it looks... Right, right. Uh, so, I mean, uh, what what initial thoughts do you have? I mean, obviously, um, I mean, for us, supported. I mean, we are underdogs. We have no, I have no doubt in my mind about that. But that we are the underdogs, but we love being underdogs, right? Like in 2012, also we were underdogs, and we have done very good work while being underdogs. I mean, in the FA Cup final, sadly, we were the favorites and we lost it. So, I mean, what do you have to say about
1: that? So, like. Putting the last point you just mentioned that we are underdogs, I'll actually start with that. So, uh, our uh, last few fixtures in which we have performed really well. That is, I'll pinpoint about our fixtures, Atlético Madrid, Real Madrid and uh, Man City in the league as well as in the FA Cup. Uh, yeah. We were underdogs in all of those games. And when we were underdogs, our, our uh, performances have been much better, like you pointed out. So I think, as a historically, uh, you know, if you look at the trend of Chelsea's performances when we are underdogs, we have been, you know, the ones that punch above our weights in those games. Because mm-hmm. even if they are underdogs, you no, know, like, I cannot, like, tell us that, you know, we are absolutely the underdogs because we do have quality, but just just because the other team is being hyped up so much, they have that reputation and all those things and their football is supposed to be, you know, uh, seen as more uh, exciting or whatever, they think they are the favourites or whatever. I mean, they
0: they did win the league by, uh, uh, you know, very comfortably. I mean, honestly, see,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll just have to think about that also. Like, when you yeah. talk about Man City uh, and the manager that they have, all those things when you put into record, right? Uh, they walked away with the league because of the middle of the season, right? When When every team was trying to like find their way. They were the ones who went on an unbeaten streak. But yeah, and of I mean, course, that is
0: credit to them, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: obviously. Maybe. Like so my point is not downplaying Man City or anything, but when it comes to knockout games, no, like when it when when we have seen knockout matches, uh, yeah. teams which are in the top four, right, like. Can you, can you really predict, like, if, if Man City was to face off with Liverpool or something, like, okay. who is going to be a winner? Like, even no, if… Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, You're huh? correct in that, that, over 90 minutes and even… Yeah, talk, exactly, exactly. The 90 yeah. minutes thing. The 90-minute yeah. thing. because When we go past underdogs, right, like, we still have our tactics and we still have our, uh, you know, the way we play, which makes us dangerous underdogs. Yeah, the underdogs true. which have, like, one bite in them which can knock them off. Like, kind of that. Energy. Yep. So, yes, our our strength has been that way. Like, whenever we have been, you know, pushed against a wall against the favorites, we are usually performing better than expected. And I want that to happen in the final, of course. But again, fingers crossed because you know we may talk about Man City in a great light, but knowing that this is their first final and knowing that it is Pep Guardiola's first final in a long time. They are desperate to win, right? And uh, with that desperation, you don't know. I mean, talented players who become desperate, they put, you know, a better performance than their usual. So, that might push us a little bit. So, I am also worried. I will not try to hide my anxiety or something like that. Because uh, <laughs> having another Champions League final in nine years or something. I was yeah. a teenager last time we had a Champions League final. Same, same, like, well, same. <laughs> so, like... We have no, grown a lot.
0: Sorry. I, I was not a teenager, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I just had gone
1: over my teenager. Yeah. Yeah, like that, you, you get the point, right? Like yeah, Chelsea yeah. is a, Chelsea is a club that has been a benchmark for us. I mean, it has been there as our rock. We have yeah, grown yeah. kids yeah. to adults and we're taking on responsibility. So it becomes a lot more emotional. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know me as a person, how logical I am. I approach everything in calculations. But when it comes to football, the only logical way to approach it is like relying on your emotions. <laughs> so I hope that this these emotions are, uh, you know, translated to the players' performance and the players also feel those emotions when they are playing because it's a Champions League final you may have the best tactics. You may have the better team. You may have the best manager. You may have the best food before the ma- <laughs> before the match. Doesn't matter. But as long as you're like you know motivated and driven to perform and uh, play that football that you've always played uh, with confidence and high on emotions and high on composure as well, I think uh, we can have a good game. And I, I and I'm really sure that you know uh, Chelsea has that ability in them to be you know uh, pumped up as well as stay composed. You could uh, see a lot of moments like those in uh, uh, the league match versus Leicester, which we were really emotional after that. You know the celebration incident, and uh, every player started performing really well from the first kick-off itself, and uh, that was really good to see because they were really pumped up, and still they had only one objective that they wanted to win. So that should also happen in the Champions League match, and I really want that to you know uh, translate that emotional bit of it. That's my yeah. that's my initial thought actually for football. I,
0: I sort of agree with you, you know, the initial thoughts of, uh, honestly, um, I'm placing City as the outright favourites uh, because, not only because of the football they play, uh, you know, uh, but uh, the players, uh, I mean, the players that they have, right, they have fit into Pep Guardiola's system from much earlier. They know the system. They are the same core group of players who have been playing under him for, I think, the last three or four seasons, right? They have mm-hmm.
1: Our
0: our Our team for all the talent, and I, I honestly, in the future, as I keep saying, I think if we keep the same core, if if we see, uh, you know, uh, build this team up, I think it will be a fantastic team. But I don't see us yet being there. Maybe next season also we might be there. You know, uh, yeah, we never know. Uh, I mean, with some important pieces. See, uh, the city team also. If you see this time, um, they signed Ruben Diaz. And after that, the uh, defense changed, right? I mean, the defense became oh. much more strong, and obviously, yeah, for yeah. uh, awarded the FWA players of the year, in my opinion, rightly so, because like uh, he he really made a difference, you know. I mean, uh, you can talk about all the Kevin De Bruyne's of the world and all the Riyad Mahrez's of the world, but they were there for the last season also, but that didn't make uh, you know live, uh, that didn't stop Liverpool from winning the league very comfortably. Uh, and though obviously Liverpool had been hindered by. Uh, a lot of injuries this year. Uh, I mean, very sadly for them, a lot of important yeah. injuries. Right? Too many. Honestly, United and Chelsea never looked to be... In, I mean, we can put in Leicester also, but uh, this all three teams never looked to really contend for the championship. It was more... Uh, of, for United and Chelsea, is more of next year, maybe. And for Leicester, I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, sadly, they fell out of the thing and then they will come. But anyway, coming to the point... Um, they are a stronger team. There's no, uh, you know, um, mincing words here. Uh, and, uh, yes, we have played stronger team in the past and we have uh, beaten them. Um. You know, I'm pointing out to 2012, where we played a much stronger team and we beat them. But but what I'm trying to uh, point, uh, come to uh, here, uh, where here is like, you know, in the last few years, in the 2010s, and you know, that so the great team of Chelsea, the first great team of Chelsea of this era, I mean, I'm talking about after 2000, was a 2004-12 to team, right? Where we really mm-hmm. won everything. And we should have won more, honestly, seeing the team. But obviously, United were very worthy adversaries. And in the Champions League, we somehow sort of came short on a lot of occasions, right? Which happens. Oh. But uh, finally, when they won, that was the last hurrah for them, right? Because they had all, uh, you know, they had all sort of uh, passed their prime, you know. Um, uh, if, if you talk about Lampard, if you talk about John Terry, I think, uh, or, or Drogba. I mean, this three and obviously with Ashley Cole and Peter Czech, this five formed the core of of, of the team, you know. Uh, yeah these guys were leaders in their own rights, every single one of them, you know, it, my current, our current team. And we have often pointed this out there, a lack of a bit of leadership, you know, Mount often tries, but I think he's still very, very young. He's only 22. He doesn't have that that much experience also, you know, and, uh, the only true leader that I in our team is Tiago Silva. Right. Uh, I mean, he, he has been there. He has all the experience in the world. And I think he has guided a team quite well this year, uh, this season. I I mean, at the age of 36, he's playing some elite level football, you know, I mean, people won't give that, I mean, people are not giving the credit to him, but he has been one of the best center backs in the league because Chelsea has not done so well. That's why his name is not, you know, really there, but which is a bit sad in my opinion, because he has been terrific. I mean, you and I have watched every match of Chelsea almost, so we know this for a fact. And, and it's not like we are very biased. We criticize our players wherever there is a thing, uh, but saying that, I think the main person, do, I mean, I would uh, obviously ask you, uh, your thing also, in my opinion is Kante. Uh, oh. Angolo Kante uh, I mean, in, in Real Madrid against Real Madrid, Angolo Kante made all the difference, you know, that he, and against City also, he has to, because just like Real Madrid, City also depend a lot on their midfield. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne is a very moving piece around, but you know, they play their football through Rodri. Gundagan is in there who fits in and who, you know who makes the darting runs, right? So, that is going to be a very key piece in my opinion. You know, how can we approach the game versus their midfield and how and I know Kante was not uh, Kante didn't play the last two games because of injuries and, um, uh, you know, Thomas took a, He's back in training, obviously, he's back, back in the squad, and I hope think that at least if not a 100% is a 90% is 90% fit i think that's enough for angolo kante and he you know really uh, stepped i mean obviously he has stepped up in this part of the season but he steps up in the final because i think it will lo- depend a lot on him if he is in form he can block the midfield around them and he you know he can uh, sort of um, reduce that drive from their midfield i mean what do you
1: have to mm-hmm. say so uh, actually you are spot on actually here because see one thing we have is Angolo countries are only out-and-out world-class player in his prime if you can consider. See, we do have Thiago Silva like you rightly mentioned who also is a world-class player even though his age is like that. Uh, but the most recognized world-class yeah. player, outrightly one of the best is of course I mean, in at his prime at least. Yeah. So, I mean, Thiago Silva is yeah. recognized as world-class but obviously he's not in his prime. Yeah, not in his prime and doesn't have that same physical agility and all those yeah. things. Is yeah. true. So, Engo is the only one in his prime and he, and he has shown that he has taken responsibility in the past. So, uh, like three of the last big Champions League matches that we have faced in this season, he has been the man of the match. Was Atletico both the legs? Versus Real Madrid, uh, I think both the legs. Uh, I, I think at least one in Atletico Madrid. One I'm, leg. I'm, not- yeah. The match. yeah, yeah. One leg in Atletico Madrid and both the legs versus Real Madrid. So those were yeah. crucial for us. And uh, the fact that you rightly mentioned is that Angolo Conte has the ability to block the drive of an opposition midfield. So. Yeah. He did that versus Man City even in the uh, FA yeah, match, yeah, I believe. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, when, so, so so, when, uh, rightly, like you mentioned, and I'll just reiterate a few of my observations as well. Uh, they, when they start playing through the midfield, basically, there's a lot of movement there. But what what we have in our strengths here is that Engolo Kante is not afraid of movements. Because of his uh, athleticism, this man can press your... Uh, your uh, elite-level attacking midfielders when they move around. So, uh, he's been doing that versus... Great move was like, uh, like you saw how he was so a- a energetic in tracking uh, Jao Felix. That was my most impressed. I mean, the moment I was yes. fully impressed was when uh, Jao Felix was someone who was terrifying our midfield in the initial phases versus Atletico Madrid. Uh, he was taking on players. He was beating us and all. But uh, Kante, uh, he got a, he got beat occasionally here and there. He's a very tricky player, right? But then he yeah. was always able to turn, twist and do everything and then put a last ditch tackle. So, I think if we get an Engolo Kante at a 90% or even an 80%, uh, we can hold out Man City and uh, we can play to our strengths because we have a squad that can uh, complement Kante's abilities because uh, Jorginho is a very disciplined uh, player who he can maintain his position. And Man City, to be really honest, they will not have that sort of player who is going to take on Jorginho as well i mean we saw that so they do depend play.
0: a lot on movements yeah. actually if you see you yeah. know the yeah. Drive yeah. of kevin de bruyne and the clever movements yeah. inside that Phil foden makes or riyad mahrez yeah. makes also sometimes you know gundogan darts in and they just yeah. overload uh, you know the third pa- uh, part of the midfield so they're, I mean, they're very cool.
1: fast i mean they, they move the ball very fast they move their yes. positions yes. very fast so, so that is owing to the fact that they have great relationships between each other so every player knows each other pretty okay. well, okay. and all those things are there. But again, that that counts us also in the same bracket. Like we are also in good in that department. But the only department where City outright pushes us behind is their finishing abilities. Like okay. we've we've had so many chances and we have not been able to finish. And I've also told so many times, nine percent, eight percent conversion rate is nothing. I mean, that's that's laughable actually. And Man City, on the other hand, uh, they have the ability to suddenly produce a spectacular goal like Mahrez cutting in from the left right, and, uh, right and suddenly start, uh, putting one in and De Bruyne yeah. scoring from unlikely positions yeah. we don't know what what can happen with those type of players because they are been there done that. they are the core of Manchester City for quite a while like De Bruyne is there like if I can draw comparisons maybe analogies you can say like we had Lampard in our team during yeah. our best yeah. days which you know, like de bruyne so uh, and uh, their version of drogba you can call aguero we have all those we yeah, uh, not uh, uh,
0: any i mean they have not used him much <laughs>
1: season but yeah, it, they uh, haven't yeah but but it does just it, it makes sense for them as well right so yeah, yeah. And, and and because it's been 5 years that pep guardiola has managed this team they have got the stability edge as well like you said so yes, two, yes. two point is that they're more stable and they have much better finishing And both are really crucial for knockout games because uh, we have seen, I mean, in knockout games, it's not so much about who's playing the prettier football, who's passing more or who is, you know, uh, having, I don't know, what aesthetics or whatever you can say. It's always about who scores and who closes out. And uh, Chelsea used to be really good, like you mentioned, 2004 to 2012. We were really good closers of the game. So, whenever we lost, I believe it was mostly down to, uh, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go there, but some of the very bad refereeing decisions or a really we I mean, <laughs> worthy. And in Champions League. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll not go there, but, uh, but uh, our prime <laughs> team was capable of at least one more Champions League. I'm absolutely. absolutely, sure absolutely. Yeah.
0: And we did so, two finals yeah. with them. And sadly, we lost yeah. on penalty shooters, which happens.
1: Mm. I mean, you can't write a script where uh, our legendary skipper has to slip on the ball. Yeah, the I mean, so let not go It, is, so.
0: it, yeah, it will not movies.
1: go there. <laughs> will not go there. There are certain things that our previous generation of players who could have done better. Yeah. If we are talking about players who have already done everything. And we are saying they could have done better. So yeah. those type of players should be an inspiration for us. All yeah. our uh, players of this this squad right now are playing yeah. mostly that like other than Thiago Silva and uh, Kovacic, all are playing their first UCL final, and yeah. uh, it's something that they have to look forward to. And uh, I believe that you know player like Kante, like he has been to a World Cup, has won the World Cup. He he can inspire the team by because he's the one I'm. Sure, he's going to start and uh, finally, like, like again, you said. <laughs> and I'm agreeing to all the points that you said actually. Because Man City, when they walk into this match, they are the favorites because of their strengths. And uh, we are the ones who should have a bite if, because we're the underdogs. That's, uh, that's the whole, yeah, whole story, yeah. actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that is more or less it. And, yeah. uh, Obviously, we are all all hoping uh, that we win. I mean, uh, obviously, and, uh, but I mean, I will just point out to a few key matchups here, you know, uh, uh-huh. obviously uh, not even matchups, maybe a few of the quality, few of the players that we will look forward to, car- not carrying as I'll say, but, you know, this thing. So, uh, I mean, one of them is obviously, uh, you know, their defense versus uh, Werner and the other player, whoever starts. I personally think Kai Harvard's has to start. Because, uh, you know, uh, with Kai Havertz, we, uh, he's one is strong that a bit of holder play is there, which, you know, we don't have otherwise. And two, his movement is too. I mean, he's very clever with his movement and yeah. three, his ability on the ball is very underrated in my opinion. Like he's, he's very, very composed on the ball. Right. Um, so, Werner, obviously I think, uh, whatever said and done of his, uh, you know, we can criticize him for his finishing <laughs> as much as we can, but he will start because you know, uh, that, uh he stretches the defense of the opposition and uh, he has done it with Man City in the past and he will start and he will, uh, and I am hoping he will do it again and maybe cap off the season with a, you know, fine goal. Yeah. Uh, and obviously I think the other player is Mason Mount. Uh, he will start. So now the uh, uh, main point is, you know, Werner stretching out the defense and Kai moving into good positions. Like our uh, final third, you can talk about the finishing, but in my opinion, the final the decision-making also has been shambles at times. You know, we have <laughs> moved past, even again, if you see against Atletico Madrid or Real Madrid for that matter, or in the recent, you know, games against Leicester or Aston Villa, we move past the, uh, we moved past the midfield a lot of times. But after that, we are unable to, you know, sort of uh, uh, create that, good attack, which can at least lead us to uh, threaten their goal. And this cannot p- keep on happening. This shows us that Tukel has done his part. He has uh, created those chances for the players, but the players are unable to take it, which just points out to their inexperience or rash decision-making, which is cool. something, uh, you know, elite players are no- don't have. If a De Bruyne moves on a 3-versus-2 situation, where three Man City players are attacking two, uh, Chelsea, I will be scared for like, I will be really scared because uh, uh, most of the times he's, th- he's going to create a scoring chance or he's going to score himself. Right. But oh. with Chelsea, it's the opposite. Like most of the times he's cornered away <laughs> the ball and sometimes we create that chances and uh, honestly against Real Madrid, as you and I have spoken, we should have scored like four goals. Right. Yeah. And we somehow didn't, and that is not, uh, that is not working against city because it is much, much stronger. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so- I mean, these are the, uh, Kai and Werner. obviously are going to be uh, very, very key. And apart from them, obviously we spoke about Kante and Jorginho, right? I honestly, I don't have a uh, concern about our defense because the defense has held itself. You know, uh, whatever has been thrown at them, they have absorbed it. They had, uh, they have held a, a team. Yes, we did concede two against, uh, uh, you know, Aston Villa, but honestly, I think, uh, the first goal was a bit lucky and the second was a penalty considered. I mean, it's a, it was a soft penalty, but yes, it was a penalty, but that can happen. If we are, that part, we are careful about the penalties and all. I think we have it in us to hold Manchester City, uh, you know, with the defense that we have. Because, you know, with Thiago Silva really dictating us, Rudiger being in excellent form. Oh. And uh, the other part being our... Um, Fullbacks, right? Chilwell is in great form, I feel. I mean, he's he has been really good form in the second part of the season. He has really come alive. Against Aston Villa also, I felt he was our best player, honestly. Driving forward and everything, right? Yeah. On the other hand, yeah. Tuchel has played uh, Aspi on the right uh, wing back position for the last <laughs> uh, some matches. Yeah. Which I am not liking, I'll be honest. I mean, I am just not liking it because I respect Aspi. I uh, honestly, I like him as a legend of our club. He is a outright Chelsea legend. There is no denying that. And I would love nothing more than to see Aspi, you know, lived a Champions League uh, uh, trophy. Will have deserved it after the career he has had. He has been a very loyal servant to Chelsea, but he is not a right wing back, right? He is not, Aspi is not even in his prime anymore, but he's a very good defender still. There's no doubting that, but uh, he, he, Aspi just looks lost at times. Compare that to Reese James who has that ability to hold the ball, to go past. We saw in the fi- last game, I don't know if Mendy is going to start, but Reece- James versus Mendy, I'll always bet on Reese James. He has a physicality, physicality, he has a pace, he has a skill to beat Mendy, and he has the skill oh, yes. to defend against him, or ability to defend against Mendy as well, though we know how good Yeah, yeah. is.
1: No, no absolutely. Right. That that time we saw Pep Guardiola uh, kneel down with a face pump, right? Also, <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he subbed off Mendy immediately. I mean, I mean, he <laughs> yeah, was going past Mendy as he's not there, right? So, there's a few, mm. I mean, I was just talking about the you know players that we have. Uh, obviously, matchup wise, Rodri versus... Uh, I think Mason Mount is going to be a major matchup because I think Mount will be there to, you know, press Rodri to ensure that and he's a great presser. But what I think is also right now Mount is a bit exhausted seeing his games and, you know, judging by what and there's nothing to judge against him because he's a 22-year-old. He's just playing his, you know, fourth senior season and I think this is the longest season he has ever played, right? Uh, And he has played, I think, the highest number of games for Chelsea if I'm not wrong. Right. So I mean, there's nothing to judge against him, uh, but, uh, it's a slight, it's a slight concern because, uh, um, in my opinion, he's the engine of our attack, you know, like he forms the engine of our attack, like the carrying uh, the ball and thing. And he has been a bit faltering in the, uh, in the recent two, three games, if you have seen so, but I was Mason, Mount is a major thing. And another major point will be obviously. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne versus Angolo Kantia, our best player versus their best player. So I mean this two will be the major and obviously it remains to be seen how Guardiola forms you know he uh, <laughs> I mean Pep Guardiola has notoriously been uh, um, <laughs> to, uh, very <laughs> famous of uh, overthinking in you know the big matches and uh, I, I hope he does that again but I think he will be um, desperate to win the Champions League you know again because he has won it I think twice. With uh, Barcelona, um, which I mean that prime Barcelona team, which had Messi and Xavi and Iniesta, right? And um, he wants to do it again, obviously, with a, uh, another team. But obviously, this is Tokel's also second Champions League in a row, final in a row, which is a great achievement. And honestly, tactically, I think if you, if you read the paper, you know if you read the experts, if you read the players, I think they're. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Pep Guardiola is a superior manager because he has won so much and all. But I think tactically, Tuchel can, uh, you know, stand up to him. And I'm hoping that, you know, this is the match where uh, and he has outdone Pep two times already, though I know that City didn't play their best, best team. But we were also missing players and uh, I mean, I will take the wins any day. So, yeah, so So, I'm hoping that, uh, uh, again, he gets, uh, you know, a win a third time also and lifts the Champions League.
1: Yeah, Gaurav, that is exactly how I also feel about it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> there is, mean, because I we mean... are preparing for something like Champions League and uh, like you rightly mentioned, first point that you talked about was how we were moving so well in our attack and the decision-making has been rash at times. So, that thing, you know, I think this season we have to you know, forgive our team, let them play the way they are doing. Probably they will need one pre-season to get that chemistry and that uh, yeah, decision-making yeah. right because uh, I think Tukel has gone through the traditional management you know objectives that is to first fix the defense properly if you don't concede goals you don't lose matches right so that was the first objective he fixed us that we were really leaky and now we are like the second best defense in the league so that is good that he did that now the most important part he was trying to fix and it'll take time is that every player should know each other's movements and they should be able to be confident to finish yeah. yeah the yeah so we are you know you know the the, the potential is there our players are no, all so i am very important.
0: positive about our about team as i've spoken uh already no, no. I, mean, you know, I i
1: know that that there's that, that, no doubt about that i mean ever since we have started discussing on podcasts i don't think you've ever been negative or criti- overly critical so, I mean,
0: and also one uh, thing is that i won't judge the team by this loss i'm judging them over uh-huh. the whole C N C. The thing is that I, I place City as the outright favorite, as I have said Uh-oh. already. And I, yes, I'll be disappointed by the loss because, you know, we reached the finals after nine long years and I will, but what I'm sure of is this team is going to do a much better job in the next five years. Right. I am, uh, I mean, if this, uh, if, uh, you know, we really, um, uh, you know, this players really go the same curve. I can see us reaching another final, uh, sooner rather than later.
1: Mm, so yeah, that is that is the air force because we are using our players to the best of our abilities, and our players also, you know, when you to- talk about somebody like Mount Havertz, and uh, Reese James, these are players with really huge potential, and. Yep. Uh, that is the reason why we were so capable of uh, creating favorable attacking situations, even though the chemistry and the uh, you know the time they have spent together is not that much. Uh, yeah, the two kill yeah. also they've just played for like five, four months, four and a half months right now, and yeah. uh, they are already looking like a really potent team, which is not clinical. That's okay. So what I'm saying here right now is basically that, uh, uh, like you rightly said, for five years going down the line, we should be a really potent potent team and uh, going that going by the logic that we don't you know settle for average or you know non rewarding seasons we are definitely going to strengthen as well so that gives us a really hopeful future as well so yeah, yeah. particularly coming to this match and talking about how you know uh, we might have those key matchups like uh, Rodri versus mount goodroyner uh, yeah. versus uh, kante and all those matchups will actually be really good because uh, which we have seen how we perform versus Man City. Uh, uh, one thing I really want to point out is basically how we manage the game according to the phases as and when the time passes and the game right. progresses. So, uh, one good attra- good thing about Chelsea is that we don't look to play at the same intensity for the whole match. We try to conserve our energy during periods. I think
0: that is
1: So, that thing will take care of a lot of things. Because uh, we have some mature players in our team, uh, along with the young players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I'll count Mason Mount also in the mature and young both. So, that's an advantage for us. So, those yeah, players, so. I mean… Uh, See, if uh, let me be really straightforward if we are really if we were scoring the chances that we were getting then I would have placed us <laughs> as equal as Chelsea but uh, equal as man City but because we are like still yeah, that under-cooked, a a bit uh, undercooked that's why I'm saying yeah I, I agree that you know man city are outright favors and favorites and all but uh, going by the midfield battle particularly I'll say that uh, I've been really impressed I mean midfielders are are, are doing their job really well, Georginio. Uh, yeah, you, so. uh, you can criticize, you can criticize Georginio for not having that defensive capability one way one. But, uh, but other, other than well, that, defensively yeah.
0: also, you know, I mean, I don't really blame him when you know th- suddenly the uh, team uh,
1: loses position. No, no, that, and that, is, that is that is not the point I'm blaming Georginio uh, for. I mean, there are certain things. Like I'll tell you what, when a manager looks at a player, he will not get a player who has no weakness. He'll have one or two yeah, weaknesses. Yeah, every player has that, and uh, every player has weaknesses at that. That's the reason why they need to be managed. A good manager will make a player you know, his weaknesses will be compensated. So, when Kante and Jorginho play, uh, managers should ensure that Jorginho is is not isolated versus a player who has more athleticism. Uh So, that's something something that Tukil has done regularly and we have reaped the benefits in this 3-5-2, 3-4-3 system, whatever we play, uh, is that uh, Jorginho maintains a very nice central position, always anticipates the movements of opponents and has a really good interception rate as well. So, he and Silva actually in the centre have been really solid. It for us, yeah, which yes, has been, uh, you know, which has been the backbone of our team, and nobody looks at that. So, when yeah, you have these English, English commentators who are always fashioning somebody who's more <laughs> robust, <laughs> and uh, even if you look at a lot of our peers who discuss about football all the time, they also look at more like, you know, we need uh, this, we need that player, look at these yeah. guys, NDV, look at Rice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we do have those sort of players as well, but with whatever Tuchel has got in his team. With yeah, absolutely. That's, right that's now. what I mean. Yeah, yeah absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, so, so nothing against those other players as well. But when we have Jorginho and Kante together, we have the perfect balance. So, like you rightly said, we have a good chance in our matchups. De Bruyne versus Kante. Yes, their best player yeah, was yeah. ours. Rodri versus Mason Mount. Yeah, Mount has been a little exhausted. But uh, we very well know it's the Champions League final. Mason Mount ah, yeah. is going to be yeah, really, yeah. really, really focused. He's going to have the focus of a legendary Chelsea player. <laughs> so, I, I am... So. Oh, no, we don't have to hope. Man, he's proven. He's the one who's yeah. always driven. You've seen him, right? Like... Uh, like, yeah,
0: I have no, I have no doubts about his.
1: No trainer, doubt. I mean, that yeah. guy is awesome. awesome. I mean,
0: he's a future <laughs> Chelsea legend. He's a future Chelsea captain. I have no doubts in my mind about that. And so is Reece James, for that matter. I mean, a future Chelsea, uh, you know, great. But uh, yeah. what I, I mean, obviously, these are young players, right? I mean, I worry a bit about Mount uh, for the burnout factor. You know, I I just hope that you know he's managed well. But this season has been a bit madcap and that's why I think this has happened I think in the future, uh, next season, Tukil. And he's a very good man-manager. So, I think he will manage Mount better.
1: Definitely. Like, the burnout issue is a really good point that you put forward because young players who play like 60 games in a season non-stop that too with the type of engine that they carry like Mount is not not a lazy player. So... When you have such a player, you have to be careful about the fact that one or two injuries and then that player can become an injury plone player and really bad for a career. So, uh, so touch wood, basically, I don't want anything of that sort happening. And you have Chelsea, like, you have a team like Chelsea and you have a manager specifically like uh, Tukel gives, I think he's giving color codes to the type of uh, you know fitness levels it seems like uh, you remember that that occasion when uh, Rudiger didn't even make the bench because right. uh, he was in the red zone or something, right? right. So, right. I right. think I, I think he's very sharp that way because he will he is a very good uh, manager. Yeah. I think uh-huh.
0: advice, I think Tukil, I have been very, very I have I yeah. mean, I keep telling I had my doubts over mm-hmm. Tukel, I really did, but I think he has proven all doubts wrong. So, I mean, so, I am with Tukel 100 percent, I mean, whatever yeah. he does.
1: Absolutely, and and because we have such a big squad. I mean, every twenty-three player that uh, out of every player of those twenty-three that we select is capable of starting for us. To be really honest, Uh, because like even if the much maligned players of our team, if we can talk about, let's say Alonso, uh, and uh, let's say you know sometimes when you talk about. Samy Abraham and maybe Emerson. Whatever it is, like, we don't see them that often. But they are good players for their positions. Uh, yeah. And in our, in our system of three, four, 3 they always play well. And uh, with that type of squad and uh, the manager that Tuchel has, Tukel rotates his team, is kept them uh, fresh also that way. So, yeah, lots of positives. But uh, again, like I am keeping everything crossed, man. I have got my index fingers crossed <laughs> in the middle. I've got my toes crossed. I'm sitting crossed. I, mean, and... I, am,
0: just, I am just thinking about how anxious at this time. Or after uh, You know, on Saturday, I am going to be, you know, I'm just going to be super anxious. Just, uh, you know, the anxious level, anxiety levels are going to take me over. But anyway, I'm in... Uh, I, Yes, I mean we all hope that Chelsea are going to do the best, and we keep a positive mind. And obviously, the future is looking bright in my opinion. We, I'm not even uh, joking about that part, and or uh, you know, uh, making myself feel good about that. But the future is looking good, you know, with our players yes. and yes. even our defense for that matter. Right. Um. Um, mm. so, um. What do you think is going to be the lineup?
1: Uh, so, the lineup that I had in my mind is basically let's say Mendy starts, uh, Thiago Silva, Rudiger, at, uh, Rudiger and Aspilicueta as a three three center backs. I want Aspilicueta as the center back, of course. I don't want him as right wing back. Right. <laughs> that that shit, we don't want. <laughs> then uh, I'll, I'll take Reese James, right wing back, uh, central midfield, Conte, and Jorginho. Uh, left wing back would be Chile. Uh, then uh, Mason Mount. Uh, hakim ziyech and uh, Werner to start and i i'm saying this because he's played really good games versus man city mm. other than mm. that other than that i won't put anything ahead because in form and all i think havertz has been better than him but uh, yeah. because particularly versus man city he scored twice basically so he's probably yeah, yeah. having that zone so yeah, i i'm going only that way uh, we can have have a so Pulisic also starting but in general when he talk about Pulisic especially last couple of games i think he has not been at his best
0: i mean yeah uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, so i think so, I mean, what policy needs is a proper preseason you know because he missed this season oh. because he was injured and mm. uh, I think uh, that, you know, he needs to find his rhythm back. I mean, as in, I oh. don't have any doubts over his ability, attacking ability or his ball carrying ability or any of that, but I think he has lost a bit of his rhythm, which is, I mean, we can forgive him at this point of time because it's been a long season and he has oh. had a lot of injuries on and off. So that really takes a toll on, you know, your body. It's not as easy as, you know, we think uh, we armchair experts think, yo, okay, he's <laughs> fit. Why is he not scoring yeah. anyway. It's oh. not that easy for a simple fact, you know, even if us, you know, if we are simple people like us, if we get injured, we take so much time to get over that. I mean, why? and Mm. for them, it's obviously a lot more. So, I mean, I, from your thing, I will have only one change is that, you know, I want Havertz to start. Now, Mm. honestly, I don't know who uh, the three will be in my opinion. Mount and Werner are going to start and the third can be anyone amongst, uh, you know, Hakim uh Kai Havertz and Pulisic. But uh, for me, Havertz has to start and then Pulisic comes off the bat. We have often seen, at at least in this season, that Pulisic of the bench is deadly. Because the thing yes. is, he, he comes with fresh legs and tired legs around him, right? And then yeah. he becomes very deadly because he's just that tad faster than the other people around him. Because, oh. you know, he has fresh, le- uh, fresh legs. And we saw this against Madrid also. He really tore apart the defense and midfield. But obviously, I mean, they were really, really tired and done by that. But, I mean, that obviously. I'll, I'll have an observation
1: over here. Basically, I'll have one one observation over here about Pulisic, basically. Yeah. Uh, it could be. I may be wrong, but I think I've seen more often when Pulisic starts, right, uh, mm-hmm. over the course of 90 minutes, because he's always an active player, he's always looking to be direct, he, he expends a lot of his energy. So even in the first 20 minutes, Pulisic will put the same energy right. and right. Uh, overall, as the time goes on, after 50 minutes, is probably less effective. <laughs> and... Uh, Maybe that's the reason why, uh, if Fulisic if starts, right? I think he should be more, you know, conservative and you know, smart, I not always take on. I uh, think
0: Tuchel, being the smart manager, he is. I think over uh, the you know pre-season I think he will notice. He will have noticed this, and he will. Probably,
1: this probably before. he's got that. Uh, you know, he's probably already got that instruction. Uh, Pulisic, because yeah. you saw now when we were watching the games of Aston Villa, and all we were saying that Pulisic is not aggressive enough. Yeah, yeah, why is yeah, he yeah, not? Yeah. <laughs> why is he not outright yeah, yeah. taking on players? We have seen him all the seasons take on players like they are bread yeah, through. Yeah, butter, I was whatever. Very
0: frustrated by him.
1: At that yeah, in that match. <laughs> but then he gave an assist, no? Like uh, much deeper into the game, he just beat one yeah. player and so, gave an so one thing about so, is, if you put him
0: around the box, right? That guy yeah. is deadly with his precision. I mean, assist, beat, assist, or thing. He has to get the box, uh, ball under ball. what I think is, you know, um. Pulisic has to get his rhythm back because uh, I know people, a lot of people discount Pulisic, but I don't have a uh, doubt over his ability. He showed us last season what kind of ability he has. He was almost carrying oh. the team alone, uh, you know, the last part of last season, right? Yeah, yep, He absolutely. scored a lot of goals and all. So, I think we, if we get that Pulisic back, he is deadly, you know, along with you know Werner or Kai Havertz, anyone. He can be very, very deadly from that left wing position. I don't think right wing is his best position. I... Um again as I said I am with Tukel 100% I am not questioning him at all uh, I have questioned him a few times I have been proven, proven wrong so <laughs> I am mean, letting that go but I think obviously he will have his plan so I mean so yeah I am not
1: really worried about that part correct correct. yeah so basically Pulisic is policy ability we cannot deny and again yeah. we have a lot I, of quality, I, I
0: hope he stays uh, fit you know entire preseason and season and then maybe then really maybe we can start seeing the policies. Oh. Con- Consistently, which he shows flashes yeah. of and excites us here, so, excites here. And there.
1: so for, for a team like Chelsea, we don't need really need Pulisic starting uh, matches if he's good enough. Like let's assume let's let's say let's talk the worst case scenario. Let's say that Pulisic is a little low on energy usually, uh, and his his his. Stamina bucket is only like, let's say 60 minutes per match. So if that is the case and you don't want Pulisic to be injured all the time, let us us have a Pulisic playing a bench role for the one. I'm not
0: talking about a Chelsea perspective strictly. I'm also talking about Uh a player. If he has to get to anywhere near the elite level, you cannot uh-huh. be a player who is yeah. saying okay I'll play 60 minutes or I'll come up as sub and I'll impact the game no one that's will really
1: count no you and he won't <laughs> he won't be at Chelsea be also a for a long time if that that's, really that's happens it's going to be an uphill task in that case that's going to be a, a little bit of an uphill task because yeah. it's been a long time that Pulisic has completed a full game I, I, so I that's, think I that is the next part of control. this
0: game he yeah. needs to work on yeah. and maybe he will I'm, I'm pretty sure that he will work on he's not he a, you know he's not a very complacent player from whatever we read and think he's a very humble guy who really likes to work hard, put down his head and he's a hardworking player on the pitch. I mean, we have seen that. I mean, there's no, uh, he's not a slouch player, a luxury player who will just say, okay, I'll attack and I'll not do anything else. No. And if you really give him the ball, he drops deep, he likes to carry the ball. Every The quality is all there, you know, but uh, to succeed, uh, obviously the work has to be put in and he has to think. But yeah, yeah, I mean, um, uh, for this match, at least I would like Pulisic of the bench, because uh, let's say if we are, uh, you know, holding out City and if you're drawing at 65 minutes let's like say 65 minutes and Pulisic comes on he can be a game changer in my oh. opinion because that energy that he gives you know with and when he starts driving with the ball it's very difficult to stop him like uh, you know like and if he gets around the box and obviously you know uh, what can also happen is I mean it's, all these are best case scenarios that I'm putting <laughs> but you know one or two players uh, City players might already have been yellow carded it's a final you know okay. whoever the players are the nerves always <laughs> kick. I mean <laughs> (laughs) Are there, right? And um, saying we are saying that City is a very nice good squad. And if you see, City players have never reached the final. I mean, has anyone ever reached the final uh, Um, uh, in City? Pretty good observation. None of them probably. None of them have, right? So this is also (laughs) a new stage for them. I mean, yes, they have won trophies, but it's a new stage for them. And um, yeah, I think I think. uh, See, I am placing City at seventy percent, Chelsea at thirty percent. Of as of now. Uh, okay. if we hold out on the first half, I think our chances increase a lot. And, uh, yes, the best case scenario, if we make a quick
1: goal, in, <laughs> then, hey, we, then, we should, then we should make a quick goal. Because you know, one thing I can be hundred percent sure is Werner is going to run like a roadrunner. I mean, he's, he's I, always I'm hoping
0: Werner scores, it. man. I'm hoping he has a good, yeah. uh, you know, that guy deserves all the luck because he has been. Under <laughs> I mean, let uh, us. Yeah, let we Let have to re- him. But uh, the thing so, is, you you know, like it takes it takes a lot of I'm pretty sure, you know, in uh, uh it takes a lot of mental toll also on him that he's not able to finish. Like he was such a good finisher in Leipzig days. If you see he overachieved his XG, right? Here uh, he's, by, he's by one underachievers, yeah. like the highest underachievers in the league and Europe. So it it does take <laughs> a toll, but Credit to him that he has never given up like you know that guy has 15 assists in the whole season and 15 mm-hmm. assists is not a you know small number small if, about, if about. you see, uh, see about it right so he has uh, contributed in some way or the other yes he has missed chances and uh, uh, we have had a striker uh, problem but but I really hope with all my heart that you know if anyone uh, you know, if and I mean, I mean, I'm really hoping Chelsea get a goal and Werner gets a goal. I mean, that would be a huge boost to his confidence because he will have a goal on the Champions League final, the biggest tournament, you know, biggest stage. And after that, he will be going to the Euros. So he needs that confidence, right? Anyway, mm. and if he has a good Euros, I think we. Uh, anyway, I'm hoping that we see a rejuvenated Werner next season. But oh. if he has a good final and Euros, I think I think we will really see the actual team of Werner next season. Yeah. And
1: by the way, for this Champions League final, I don't mind if he scores with his thigh or something. <laughs> as long as I don't mind to... if
0: he scores up anywhere except his hand, <laughs> I, I have no issues. Just score by mistake, also. I don't care. I mean,
1: yeah. <laughs> as long as he, you know, the last, the best thing that could happen for us this season is Werner shithouse is a goal and we get a goal. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, yeah, I mean, that is more or less it. Uh, what are your yeah. predictions, it?
1: uh i am uh, let's say see the thing is we might be underdogs and all but i am going to give a really positive uh, prediction we are going to win 2-0 2-0 that is
0: very good so okay <laughs> uh, i know i am we are underdogs but i am also predicting a chelsea victory uh, i am going for a, a 2-1 victory uh, of uh, chelsea uh, mason mount will score one and i think and i'm uh, going for my boy timo werner scoring one goal <laughs>
1: Okay, if I want to describe your scenario with a little bit of a Champions League heart attack, I think we go 2-0, 2-0 up and uh, at the 84th minute or something, one of the players scores a goal. My God, and that, then... will be, that
0: will be terrible. That will be terrible. Like, in the final the 6 minutes, I think I'll switch off my mobile and everything and just, uh, you know. Just
1: think.
0: I think, yeah, I think that's it from us. Uh, I'm yep. sure, I'm sure, you know, Chelsea fans all over the world are uh, super excited, super anxious. And, um, yes, we will all be together in this, you know, for 90 minutes, we will all be anxious, uh, different parts of the world, different time zones, but we will all be in the same situation. We'll be equally happy when we win, we will be equally <laughs> sad if we lose, but that is football for you. I mean, we have been supporting it for a long time. It's nothing new, but uh, it gives heartbreaks. It gives us joy. Uh, and that's how it will be. So, yeah, that's it for us. We will be back after the Champions League final, whether we lose or win, and obviously the Euros are coming, so you can also hear, you will hear about that also from us. So, yeah, bye. so till then, yes. uh, let's hope and let's pray and let's touch, keep touching woods and whatever helps. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah Keep okay, the blue flag flying high. Yeah, Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs>